0: What's up, everybody? It's Sean from the Listen In Podcast. We are back again with another recap episode of HBO's Vinyl. This week, it is episode nine, entitled Rock and Roll Queen. Um, so overall, this was actually one of my favorite episodes of the season. I thought it was really strong in everything that they were trying to do. And I think as the season has gone on, the show has gotten a lot more confident in their storytelling and knowing exactly what they want to do, how they want the the, the story arcs to go. Uh, And and really where they want the characters to go in general. I think when this show started out, uh, it wasn't as confident in that. It was trying to shoehorn in a lot of things about the music industry or kind of the excesses of the music industry in the 1970s. And I think that might have taken away from the actual characters and story a little bit. But a lot of the threads and the arcs that were built out at the beginning of the season are really starting to pay off at this point right now. And I thought this was probably the best episode of the season. Uh, so we'll start off by talking about Jamie, uh, who the title of the episode is, is actually referring to. As in, uh, she, they, they said she's the rock and roll queen of the Nasty Bits or the queen of the Nasty Bits. So she, um, she gets kipped to the photo shoot for their new album. Um, you know, he's kind of standoffish to the whole process. Cause he's like this punk rock. I don't give a shit about anything guy. Uh, but Alex, the lead guitarist in the band actually is like, you know what, dude, fuck it. I'll cut my hair. If you get in on this album cover shoot. Um, so Jamie's like, Hey, you saved my life. Like, thank you. And you could already start to see there was a little bit of flirtation between the two of them there. So, with Jamie being kicked out of her apartment or her house or wherever she was living, she needs to go crash at Kip's place. So, as they're all hanging out, um, you know, Kip and Alex end up having a threesome with Jamie, uh, as I, I'm sure that happens all the time uh, or happened all the time in situations like that. So, basically, Kip ends up looking a little jealous at the end of the episode. Um, she sees that Jamie's kind of snuggling up to alex after the threesome and i feel like there's going to be a little bit of drama here in the next episode um i also quickly want to talk about Cece, who is richie's um secretary who who was having a, a relationship with hannibal um so there was discussion about maybe getting hannibal back into the mix after they lost him uh, a few episodes ago uh and then she bursts out of it bursts into tears runs out of the room crying uh, turns out she is actually pregnant with Hannibal's baby, but of course Hannibal is married, so she is very kind of upset about this. Um, doesn't really know what to do. When you pair that with Jamie, who's in this relationship with members of the Nasty Bits as well, um, you know it's it's shining a light on what I'm sure a lot of women in the music industry went through during that time, and probably still go through during that time, where you know people don't necessarily respect you. Um, they're always just trying to sleep with you, etc. cetera. So you're getting a lot of those types of situations here. And I think it's interesting how that ends up influencing American century as a business. Um, so the other storyline that I want to talk about is Clark. So he is still languishing in the mailroom, but he's seeming to come into his own in that role. He's finally made friends with uh, Jorge, who is down there with him. They're the only two left in the mailroom. And they've got this thing going where they bring records to the underground uh, dance club and the DJ that that is spitting records down there. So Clark, hearing that one of American Century's bands, Indigo, uh, is coming out with a new album and that American Century doesn't really have the money to promote it, he decides to take that record to the underground dance club and have them play it just to see you know, what they have on their hands. So in a cool scene, they end up going back to the dance club. Clark tells them to play a certain track, and it looks like it's just it, its completely bombing. No one's enjoying it. But what ends up happening is little pockets of people start dancing. And then before you know it, the whole club's dancing. And it looks like American Century is a real opportunity uh, with this band Indigo. If they do end up releasing it, so it seems to me that Clark, uh, knowing that this is the early seventies, has kind of struck maybe some early disco um, with with Indigo, and, and maybe they're setting that up for not only the finale but for for seasons to come. Is like maybe they capitalize on this disco thing uh, with an artist like Indigo. So it was cool to see Clark. You know, he was kind of a boy before; he, he wasn't really the coolest character, uh, but he's starting to come into his own a little bit. So, we finish up the recap with Richie. So, Richie, a lot went down with him in this episode today. Uh, pretty much, he just had the the worst day ever. So, he just got out of prison, or he, jail. He just got out of jail. He was told by the feds that if he doesn't um, give them information on who the, the mobster that they, they've been borrowing money from, then he's going to go to jail for uh, the self-defense murder that he did back in the first episode. So, He doesn't know what to do because he's like, you know what? If I give them information on Corrado, I'm probably going to die anyways. But I'm going to end up going to jail. So definition of a rock and a hard place for him. On top of that, um, Zach finds out that uh, Richie was responsible for gambling away their $90,000 in Vegas. Uh, Zach realizes that he wasn't responsible for it. It was Richie. He lied to him. And what ends up happening is Zach beats the shit out of Richie. In the elevator um and then zach kind of is just he has this look of disgust on his face with with richie and just kind of this whole vibe of like i'm done with you i don't even know what to do anymore um honestly uh, getting punched in the face a few times is the least of what richie deserves for his behavior Uh, and i think he finally starts to understand that um the other thing that that happens is richie is trying to make amends with devin and the kids who are at the chelsea hotel Um, So he finally goes to visit the kids, he takes them out, he's talking to Devin, um, and he wants her back. Um, However, Devin is shacked up with this photographer, um, and it seems like Devin might not be totally into this idea of getting back together, especially after Richie has this moment of clarity, and he tells Devin that he killed Buck Rogers, that he's been doing drugs because of that, Uh, And she just kind of has a look of of shock and disgust on her face. So we'll see where that ends up going uh, in the next episode and if they can repair their relationship. Uh, Overall, like I said, this was a really good episode. I thought there were some great music industry moments in it. One of them being the whole album cover shoot with the nasty bits. Uh, And it's cool to see like how they stage those sorts of things and like you know, where the ideas come from for it. And I think the idea that they end up uh, doing with Kip cutting Alex's hair is actually really cool. Um, the other thing that I liked was Bruce Springsteen was brought up uh, as a potential um, new client for American Century because it, remember this is 1973. Bruce Springsteen was just coming off of uh uh, Ashbury park, New Jersey, and the wild, the innocent, the East street shuffle. Uh, this was pre born to run era of Springsteen. Uh, so, he, and they mentioned in the, in the episode that his albums weren't selling, he's at Columbia records right now. They're not selling. They might end up dumping him. So that was a very real thing for Springsteen back in the early to mid seventies, where he's like, I don't know, you know, it, where this is going. It seems crazy to think about that now, n- knowing how much success uh, he had, but I liked what they called, uh, they, they referenced to him as in the episode, they said he's lo- he's like an approachable Bob Dylan, which I think is a great way to describe Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and I think the Dylan comparisons are one that that have been made throughout his entire career. So it was cool to, to get a Bruce Springsteen reference in there. Um, on top of that, There were some great musical moments in this episode. There were a couple different versions of Hey Joe, the Jimi Hendrix song. Um, There was a great Simon and Garfunkel song that played in this as well. And then, of course, the episode capped off with the Nasty Bits lead single. single. Um, I don't know what it's called exactly, but it's the song that Lester showed them how to play in the last episode that they laid down. So I think we're going to start to see some cool things with the nasty bits, especially next week, because they are opening for the New York Dolls. Um, I think we're going to get a culmination of the Jamie storyline and and kind of how that's influencing the nasty bits. And then we'll see what happens with Richie. He said he's going to take the deal um, to, to kind of give information on Corrado. So we'll see where that ends up. Um, and we'll see if he can maybe dig American century out of the, out of the hole that they're in, uh, while he's at it. So we'll be back next week with our final recap of season one of vinyl. Um, let me know how you've been liking it so far. Cause I know there's been some mixed reviews about this show. Um, like I said, I've been enjoying it a lot more as the season has gone on. Um, so tweet at us at level four underscore media. Also check out our blog, level four media.net. See you next week.